Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. Before we get started with this week's show, first off, let me take this opportunity to welcome back the regular listeners, and if this is your first time listening to the show, I hope you enjoy this episode and decide to subscribe to the show. And on today's show, I've got Heather Fry. Heather is the owner and founder of Smat. Smashfit.com, a site which focuses not just on the physical side of fitness, but on the mental and emotional sides as well. She's also a fitness and life strategist, clean eating advocate, former figure champion, as well as a wife and a mother of two. Working with clients led her to create the the Change Challenge, a change-by-change, face-by-face fitness strategy, which was launched on the Ricky Lake Show. Along with her appearance on the Ricky Lake show, she was also the fitness expert on NBC6 TV show Miami's Moms and was invited to present fitness segments on both NBC6 and SBC Miami. Heather also had the honor of being selected to compete on the hit TV show American Ninja Warrior, where she was one of only a handful of women chosen for the challenge. So welcome onto the show, Heather. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So before we delve into today's episode, Heather, can you talk us through, obviously, your journey uh, from, obviously, going to be coming into, obviously, into get, uh, I'll rephrase that. Before, uh, can you talk us through your journey to getting into the fitness industry? Okay, so I'm, it starts this way, where you beat up yourself. I'm not sure women will understand this where you start to kind of, you know, put yourself down. And especially after I had my two kids and you start to lose your groove. And I remember feeling really invisible and really fluffy and nothing I did seemed to work. And then one day I walked into the gym and I met this, um, who's a very good friend of mine now, this girl who was like, wow, she looked incredible. I've always been fitness. So I didn't really want it to be just about like your look, but when you start to kind of become this mommy and then you start to lose your identity. And when I saw her, I said, how, and I'll, I'll be honest here. I said, so God, your body looks amazingly. Like, how did you do the butt thing? That was it. We were like great friends. She goes lunges, 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 lunges. So long story short, she was a figure competitor, a pro figure competitor. She said to me, you should compete. And I said, in what? Because I had no idea that getting in shape was a sport. So so it's kind of changed since I did it. I started in 2007. Um, but at the time, it was to get into the shape of your life. And once I started to do that, SmashFit was um, initially a place, um, which I'm rebuilding now, to match personal trainers to clients and clients to trainers. Because I felt like I met the perfect trainer because she just wanted to train women. She didn't want beginners. I kind of knew what I was doing. I just didn't know all the way what I was doing. Mm. And so we were this perfect fit and she trained me for competition. And I, I took many firsts. I, you know, I came in fifth, I came in third, but I had a couple of first places. I won my open, I won age. So from there, that was it. Because what I learned from that place was, um, I had eating disorders at one point during my teenage years and I, you know, it's a very dark place to be. And I 
you know, honestly, to be honest, I didn't really like who I was. And so when I finally had these answers, finally, it's not like, I mean, I grew up and I became a mom and, and I outgrew a lot of that stuff, but nonetheless, it always nags at you. So when I finally figured out and was taught what to eat, how to eat, how to strategize working out, like, you know, as an athlete, there are certain strategies to how you have to eat for your for your workouts and to hit your goals. And when I learned that, it was like, oh, and I never wanted to go back. So whenever anybody asked me, like, what is your motivation? How do you keep doing this? Or even, you know, work out through injury. It's because I never want to go back to that person. That was not, and it's not worth pizza pizza or, or an ice cream sundae. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy some, but for me, like it's not worth some of those, like all of that. So that's, that's sort of how it began with the, I'm sick and tired of feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm behind. And I took control. Never went back. So. But you talk of it as it's, it's kind of like changing habits and it's become a lifestyle. But how do people get to that stage in the first place? Because you talk about that change cha- challenge. You talk about it being, uh, was it nine, nine weeks cycle? to get people, I'm assuming from beginner level, to begin being able to get into kind of a mindset where we both are. True. And so what that, what, where that becomes is when I was, when we started to train for competition, it, there was, I, I can't remember, six to eight months before we had to get ready. So phase one was, we're going to start, because to, to cardio, three days a week, Heather, you know, she would give me these things, three days a week, for 30 minutes. And I'm like, Oh my God, because I, I don't know, it's doing 15 minutes whenever. Right. And then she'd be like, all right, you have to, I remember this one specifically. She'd be like, she'd give me what I'm supposed to eat. It wasn't super strict. Not yet. Cause that kind of worked it way, its way down. And she said, you, but you have to eat breakfast. And I remember going, I don't like breakfast. I'm not hungry. I don't want to. And she looked at me and she goes, I don't care. <laughs> You have to eat breakfast. If you want to do this thing, this is what you need to do. And, you know, she laid out a few things. And at the beginning, I would eat this much. And over time, right, you start to get used to and look forward to breakfast. And so you started to cut out the things. I already knew what I shouldn't eat. I, but I wasn't really sure what I should eat. And so learning, um, okay, the protein. I need enough protein to build that muscle. And I need the carbs to give me the energy to build the muscle and, and, you know, and so all of a sudden all these foods didn't become just like something to fill a hunger hole. It became like, ah, this is the means to my goal. Okay. Because I don't want to feel sad. Ultimately, I want to feel strong again. I want my groove back. And this, this is how you do it. So when you asked me initially the change challenge, it was phase by phase. It wasn't like everything all at once, huge workouts, change everything you're doing, change all you're eating. It was, you're going to start eating breakfast and you're going to cut out these things and drink water. Those were like the two main ones. Eat breakfast, drink water. And then workout wise, you're going to start doing these cardio. And she would, we would work out together. So she was also teaching me, you know, how to lift and things like that. Phase by phase. And I think like people want that mindset but when you do everything all at once and it's thrown at you all at once you're like okay i i did it for a week i don't see any change forget this right Mm -hmm. so it's to me it's that that phase by phase you start to make these and you're like wow i do see something different i 
do feel a little bit better. All right, I got this, so now I'm ready for the next. That's how I think. I mean, I'm thinking even in your training, as you were preparing, they didn't just throw you in. You would increase your times and increase your endurance and increase your strength, and it would start to move up. Otherwise, you know, you set yourself up for failure or injury, in my opinion. So that's like my biggest, when I work with clients too, we're not going to do it all at once. We're going to we're going to take it step by step. Well, but I think on, on the flip side of that, Heather, I think it's, maybe society that's become like that, that you want to see instant gratification. Whereas you can't do that because like, like you were saying, if you try and change everything at once, it's, it, you're, you're, well, you're out of hiding to nothing really because you can't make those multiple changes straight away because one's going to not be 100, like optimal. So it's better to do it step by step get it down, move on to the next one. And kind of like building a house, really. It's, you've got to get the foundations right before you can lay anything else on top of it. And I also tell people, too, you know, people want it just like what you said. They want it now and they want it right away. And why can't I see anything in two weeks? And, you know, I always tell people, how long have you been trying to hit your goal? Lose weight, get fit. On America, how long? And a lot of times they'll go, well, I've been thinking about this for years. And I'm like, imagine, you know, this quick thing. Imagine if you had started to do it right. And you kind of knew what to do, at least the direction. Imagine if you started to do it right, right when you wanted to. You'd be there already. Well beyond it. You would be out here. So this idea that I have to continue to find something that is fast is really wasting your time <laughs> because you keep starting and stopping, starting over. I'm going to like, you know, eliminate all my carbs or I'm going to get rid of all my fat. I'm going to do these really weird, bizarre things and they don't work. And I hate to tell people this, but there isn't, there isn't a shortcut. The beauty is that if you do it right though, you get to eat a ton of food and you actually, you'll get where you want to go. You, people just want to be able to, you know, take a pill or do a thing or whatever, and it just doesn't. And then here's the other part. People who do diets, which I hate, I hate that word, they're temporary. So they do these weird, you know, cookie diet or grapefruit diet or whatever it is, and then they think, okay, yay, the weight is off. It doesn't stay unless you do that forever. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's just back up. Let's just kind of like you said. Let's get that foundation. Let's just lay that out. Let's figure out, and that's what I do when I work with people. I'm like, let's figure out what you can live with. Not what I'm telling you to do, but what can you live with? What foods do you like? What don't you like? You know, let's create a plan that that is goal-oriented, but that works with your mindset. So that's, you know, that mindset thing. Oh, I've had people have been um, not worried, but they've been kind of – caught off guard when you say these are my recommendations obviously it's your choice what you eat and what you don't and i think i i have a shopping list that i give my clients and people will say is that all i can eat no hmm. it's it's that list because right. okay i could give you what everything that's in the supermarket but would you look at it being i like i use the example of three to five pages would you look at the past page one Probably not. So there, there's, there's, there's why. Right. And obviously it's for you uh, speaking with me and broadening your knowledge 
that you know, or I can eat, oh, I don't know, there's uh, not that many. Primary, like, what do you recommend for your clients? Like, what is your main thing? Oh, it's, I think initially it's to increase your protein. Um, uh, the first two initial weeks, obviously, no, there's going to be no carbohydrates. It's to, to reduce it to, to kind of a baseline and then, and then bring it back up. Right. Uh, obviously to eat more green veg and then bring the back in the more of it. But then in most cases, primary people aren't eating enough fruit and veg anyway. So it's giving them the nutrients and minerals from that. And then using it, it's kind of, kind of getting people back to a baseline because in all honesty, they're probably eating too many carbohydrates anyway in the Western diet. So let's rein that back in start you afresh and then build it back up. Obviously you're going to hit a wall at uh, two weeks with no carbs because you're going to start feeling, because I've done it myself. If you feel like crap. So, so I think it's opt- optimally, yeah, you want to go to try to go to three weeks, but I've said to them, first of all, I got to 14 days and I cracked. So it's like, well, if you get to here, if you've done a good job, if you're going to surpass that, I don't, I don't think anybody's done it yet. I, I commend you for it. And then obviously we go back to gradually building it up and put more emphasis, probably more on protein from both the well recovery standpoint. But obviously if your goal is to, if it is the male is obviously to be, get stronger and be, build bigger muscle up. You've got to have that in place and have a little bit more importance on, getting the natural fats in your diet as well. See, I do it a little bit different. My clients are probably a little different than yours. So I don't eliminate all carbs, but they have to be whole carbs, like oatmeal or brown rice or something like that. Because some of my my clients are moms, and I'm like, there's no way <laughs> you can go two weeks without having some of that, you know. So, But, you know, there's strategy to it the same way when I was competing – First half of the day, we, you know, you do those healthy carbs with the, to get you through your day. And then the last part is your, you know, your vegetables and things like that. But, um, same kind of idea though, of sort of stripping away the crappy ones, crappy carbs have to go. And then we rebuild. And then here, I was going to ask you this question too, because we talk about treats and, um, one of the things I also tell my clients is that you have to stop looking at all of this as denying yourself because you are kind of captured by this misery of not, again, my clients generally who are trying to get their bodies back, lose weight, get back in shape, get in shape. And so, you know, this isn't, this isn't restriction that you can't eat a cupcake or you can't eat, you know, big, huge, you know, greasy you know, Parmesan, whatever, that's not the restriction. The restriction is like you're like living in this mini little prison for yourself. So when you start to kind of move that aside, the freedom that you feel to kind of hit those goals. So first I have to kind of like, I keep letting people know it, it is freedom. It is absolutely freedom. And then once you start to gain control of how mindset of, on how you eat and how these foods sort of affect your body and how you feel and wow, I, I feel so much better because I'm not eating that fast food or that crap. Um, then, you know, it all starts to 
that whole mindset thing starts to click in and it starts to set and what you're going to go for. And we, I work with people on, on different strategies too. On, well, I'm out, I'm with the kids, I'm starving, what do I do? Okay, you know, you head to a grocery store, not McDonald's. And you head to, um, you know, we have a couple of places around here, which I'm not really going to name, but they have chicken. You know, they've got chicken and some vegetables. And we, I, you know, it's, it's all strategy. Once you figure out that strategy for yourself, um, it becomes doable. That's like I said, when the mindset, because if I remember looking when I was getting ready and I would look at these fitness girls and I'm like, I have no idea to get from here to there. But when somebody showed me step by step and then you start to do the steps and you start to see the difference in the steps, that's to me where the mindset starts to come in because you're like, oh, I get it. I, I get this now. So, you know, what I was going to ask you about is treats because uh, some of my clients will be like, look, I, I have to have something. I need something sweet. I'm like, all right, here's the deal. If you think that eating something sweet is going to open a door you cannot close, then you're going to have to say no because part of it is learning to say no. But if you think that that sweet is going to, you know, satisfy you so that you're calm and can make it through the rest of the week or whatever, and you know that works for you, what is your take on like, like, rest of you know um, balance of your goals and your nutrition. I'd, I'd say it's a balance because it's come yeah. back to this idea of flexible eating right it's like well if you've got room for it in your well, term it ma in macros mm -hmm. go, f go go for it. it it may it not it may not be good for you but it is filling a, a calorie requirement that your body needs uh, but on the flip side of that I think more so when people are going out I've been asked questions. Well, what what do I do? It's like, well, if you if if you can plan it in advance, which is not always realistic, you've got you've got the scope to be able to do it and enjoy yourself. I've said it, uh, and they were doing a challenge of mine, I think a couple of months ago, and I got asked that question. Don't worry about it. It's what it's one meal out of what is it is in, in a week challenge or twenty one meals. What's what one's not going to make a big difference at all. So look at it in a different uh, regard and change the mindset and don't worry about it. Cause I think it's, it's these companies, be it slimming world, weight watchers, I think have demonized obviously what you talk about with the, tr the treat, this saying, or uh, if it's on this side of the line it's bad for you. Whereas I flipped it on his head. Well, if you eat too much of a good thing, you're still going to put weight on as well. Well, here's the thing, though, and this is this is where I come from, being from like female moms, you know, seeing sometimes over time, um, is that, uh, and this is my opinion, when somebody will say to me, and I'm not saying you, because like I said, your client base is a little different than who mine are. They'll be like, well, everything in moderation. I do not agree with that. And I'll, here's my caveat to that, though. Um, at least not the beginning. Because if you could do moderation, you wouldn't be struggling. So at the beginning, the idea is to learn to say no, to learn what your limits are. So sure, go out and have that meal. And I'll tell you what I do when I travel. Um, have that meal. But that doesn't mean, you know, eating 
you know, at least here, I don't know how it is there, but the portions here are insane. They're like three, and I'm not even making that up. I'm not even exaggerating. They're like three portions in one meal. People are like, well, look, they gave it to me. Must, I must have to eat all of this. <laughs> so it's there. The portions are huge. And then a soda. So sure. Like I agree with you in going out to eat, but be smart about it. And as you start to learn, I call it your no muscle, as you start to learn what you should and shouldn't, what you can and can't. Again, this is based on people who come to me wanting to reach goals. I'm not talking about anybody out there who's thinking, I sh I'm going to eat whatever I want. If you're happy, then do. The people who come to me have goals to reach. And if you have goals to reach, there's something that you need to pull back on. It's not working what you're doing. So we figure out, all right, we're just not going to get cream sauce. You're not going to order something with cream sauce. We're not going to order something with cheese. But certainly you can have the grilled chicken with the vegetables and the da-da-da and, and even a little bit of potato. Like there's things you can do and it's, it's fantastic. It's all, you know, like how you perceive it. Now, I'm a very clean eater and I don't like how the food sits with me anymore. So when we travel, I used to bring my food with me everywhere. Everybody thought I was weird. It got to be too much work. So when I go out though, my only thing is wherever we go, as long as I can get a, a piece of chicken, a grilled piece of chicken or some fish, I'm good. It doesn't matter because almost every restaurant, unless it's, you know, some fancy cuisine, almost every restaurant I can say, can I have a grilled piece of chicken and a salad or these vegetables or, you know, whatever it is, I can eat clean wherever. The only place sometimes is the airport. So I try to <laughs> like, I'll bring food with me to travel but almost everywhere you can choose to either, you know, have a nice meal or I look at eating out for me as I don't have to cook. I don't have to think and I don't have to clean. So it's not about eating. It's about, I get to spend time with my family or out with friends and I don't have to do anything, but I have to eat. So again, yeah, it's like you were just saying, it's like the switch of mindset. It's not about food. It's about being out. So that's where I sort of changed my out to eat mindset. And it was good. So. Well, you bring it from a different, I didn't think of it, sort of looking at it from the, the respite, the strains of the, well, what cooking brings to it. Obviously, you've got to clean it yourself. Whereas if you, when you're out, like you say, it's somebody else's job to do that. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, let me ask you, I'm curious there. Do they, um, are the meals in restaurants as, and, and it's good. I don't want to, you know, put down American cuisine or anything, but they are hugely salty, hugely salty. And I know like 1,500 milligrams of sodium per day, but if you have hypertension or you're whatever, it should be in the more in the 11, 1,200 range. And these meals will have literally two to 3,000 uh, milligrams of sodium because I've gone and I've looked them up at like our biggest, you know, you know, chains of restaurants. The portions are huge. That is huge. It's, you know, it's, it'll kill your week. <laughs> so that's what I always tell people. Look, just, just know it. Do you, do the, is the, is the um, restaurants where you are, are they more conscientious or the, are the portions smaller? I'm always curious. Um, I think it depends. I think it depends on the company. Um, in terms of the portions, they're probably going that way. They're not, they're not as big, but they, they could be, they definitely, of that mindset because you've got those franchises coming over here and yep. uh, supposedly I, I was listening somewhere we are 
in terms of obesity, I think somewhere behind the US, be thinking, well, the French and the, Ger- the Germans aren't thin as well. So you're thinking, and their their food is probably more, well, not fatty, but you know, like the French, especially cream sauces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that to be healthier. I don't know. It's probably think- the. It's probably I think the the Southern Europeans, be it the French, the Spanish, the Italians, Portuguese. I think it's the lifestyle, obviously, of their eating habits because it is that it's probably changing anyway with, with society. It's going more to what the Brits and the Americans would be. It's sitting in front of the, in front of the television on a, on a dinner tray, but there's that notion of you're eating around the dinner table and you're conversing with the rest of the family, so it's a lot more, you could say slower pace of eating so you are enjoying the meals and whatnot whereas probably what yeah, it's very fast fast food just you've got to you're you're you know my moms are in the car driving their kids to practice and to this and that so it's like we need to stop or we need to bring food and it's you know and then the problem is is that and this is you, you know the parents never really learned about it so then how, how can you teach your kids when you don't know so, which is where I come in. Like I've, I've had a few, actually I've chatted with a few kind of judgmental mothers and I'm hoping I've opened their eyes. You know, if you don't learn how, how do you teach your kids? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then the kids grow up. And so that, that's part of the reason too, when I'm working with people um, is this isn't just about you. And um, you know, and even with my own children and, and you know, I never, ever even use the word fat with my children. Like still to this day, it doesn't roll off my tongue. You know, we talk about being healthy, feeding your goal. Both of my girls are gymnasts and athletes. So we talk about, you know, um, health and strength and the foods you need for your muscles. And we talk about all of that. So I'm sure they're really tired of it, but um, hopefully they'll, they'll should bring it with them throughout throughout their life so but Heather would you not agree that with being on this side of the line being more health conscious we don't look at fat in a stereotypically negative way that say the media would do whereas we well generally I won't eat a trans fat anyway because I know it's not good for me but whereas uh, be it saturated unsaturated fat I know what it is so I can use it in moderation, whereas you wouldn't look at it stereotypically in that kind of light. Whereas I think maybe on the consensus of maybe the general public, because they don't have that knowledge base that you talk about, they don't know the difference between all three of them. You know, when I was getting ready to compete, right? So this was a little ways, you know, it wasn't a super long time ago, but the idea of the fat-free, I don't know if that kind of went around where you were and everything, fat-free on it, and we weren't supposed to eat fat. And that was really great. I was getting ready for my show, and I'm getting cut up and ripped up for my show. God, my hair started to fall out. Got really thin. And I'm like, what in the world? Because they told me to eat no fat, zero fat. I had this little um, Foreman grill, which was nice, but it took out, not only did it take out everything, it took out all the juice. <laughs> I'd have these like little briquettes of, of chicken, like zero. And it took me almost after I finished the season to figure out what was going on. 
And um, so now, um, and that was obviously no fat, which you absolutely need the fat. You know, it's just kind of knowing, obviously, you, you know this, knowing the right ones. And, and, and just for your audience, you know, like fast food hamburger fat, that's not the right one. <laughs> and so once, right, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So now I actually, which would have been like, <gasps> I cook with oil. Oh my gosh. You know, not a lot, but I cook with it knowing I need the nutrients and I need the calories. Like I need those things. And so I don't have the same, but you know, again, when I'm talking with my, and you know, it's interesting, you were talking about food, but I was talking about the word, which I, again, I still uncomfortable with people who are overweight or struggle with their weight. That's how I say it. And other people will use the word fat. And uh, we don't do that in my house because I don't seem thing. I don't view that. I'm like, this is somebody's struggle on the outside of their body. Like we all have a struggle. So this one just shows up but other people do different things to manage their stress and manage their life. So I have no ill or negative. I know when I go out to eat, my friends think I'm judging what they're eating. I'm like, I am so not. I am so not because <clears throat> everybody has their own struggle and I love working with people to help them kind of like what we're doing. Like, let's not see it in this way and this is food and this is my comfort. We're gonna, I'm gonna make you feel comfortable in your body without that. That's, that's sort of what it is, you know, and that's goals and that's hitting goals. So, which is one of the most important things too. How are you with like making your goals for your self? Like, were you constantly making goals? Cause I find that really important. That's what keeps you moving forward. Um, not necessarily. It would, dep it, dep it would depend. I think because I've had a change in circumstances on the job front, I've become more, well, not health conscious, but if I prepare my meals, I know what's going into it. Yeah. Whereas, because I'm working in a school environment, yes, there is a cafeteria, but I've got no say what goes into that dish. It's like, well, I might as well spend the extra, well, it's not going to be more than half an hour the night before to make my lunch. And I know exactly what's gone in it. And, and I think it's, uh, it's it's probably it's been the healthiest I've been in a while, but that's not really the goal. It's kind of saying, well, I can dictate what is going into my body more. Oh, why? I do it myself. Hmm? Well, why do you care? But why do you? And this is what I find interesting. Why do you care? But other people don't because I care too. And I'm although I don't do age, I have a few more years on you, and so therefore I see people getting sick, and I see people you know, getting diabetes and, and struggling with these things. And, you know, when, um, for me at the beginning, it was just like, I just want my pre baby body back. But over time, my goal with the eating healthy things became, I don't want to worry about my health. I don't want to worry what's, what's in it. So as little, like, I don't, I say, I don't want to say never because I'll take my daughter out for ice cream and I'll have a few bites. Like I'm not the person who's going to order one for herself, but that said, um, that the goal changed and my thought changed. So that's why I'm saying to you, why do you care? What goes in your body? Does it, is it how you feel or is it like knowing the health, um, risks down the road? I mean, obviously not this minute, but, um, I think I think it, it it is the knowledge that I know that some of the stuff what it's probably made out of yeah not good for me in the long run 
So if I can eat more, in essence, it's whole foods, it's it's vegetables, it's meat. Is there, well, there hasn't been carbs in the moment, but it's helped me to <laughs> refrain my body. But that's that's, cool. that's probably, it's, it's leaning it up. So it's not, it's, that wasn't a goal, but it's it's kind of, well, I'm not What's as healthy. I'm not as healthy as I could be. Well, this is one way I can do it by changing this one meal. So, and, and then it's that's encompassed, like you say. It's well, it's it's both for me too. I mean, I want to eat healthy for that, but certainly I have <clears throat> because I struggled with body image. So there were physique goals. So in order, I want to you know be able to see the muscles that I'm working. So I don't want to cover them up with the with that so you know yeah I mean it feeds the health goals and it feeds the physical goals it feeds the the outward extrinsic goals you know it it feeds all of that and so you know again when when I'm talking with people or friends or whatever that's what I try to like you know to, to try to get that mindset because that, you know that's what we're talking how do you get it how do you get it and um that's sort of it. It's like bringing up these kinds of points of what is it that you want? Where, where are these goals and desires from? And what are you getting out of exactly other than that immediate gratification of not taking care of yourself? What are you getting out of it? Cause mostly if they're talking to me, there's, there's something mm-hmm. Even if they're just friends. Like there's like, uh, I want, so I find it interesting too. And sometimes you hit on something right away and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then you go. And then, Sometimes I just, I watch people be miserable. I'm like, if just, just listen to me. It's not that hard. You can do this, you know? But, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It is. It's breaking. It's not just, uh, so it's, it's the whole, our whole society anyway, of, which bothers me a lot. Um, the photoshopped images of women and the movies, everybody is, you know, thin and unrealistic looking. And I love all the, some, you know, comes out a little bit more. Um, And even the women who know that these images are Photoshopped, even they are fooled by them. And I was fooled by them. And it wasn't until like, I found this one magazine that I loved and I knew it was real because I met some of those girls. They were real competitors who would then, you know, they had the muscles and they put, down real workouts, and even in hindsight, because that was when I was reading after I had my child, um, those are real things. When I saw that, it put it into a realistic perspective, like, I can eat kind of like that, and I can do these moves, and I can, so, you know, kind of jumping around, but, you know, it reminds me of sort of the process, which is that, again, the phase by phase, slowly deciding, you know, that I'd had enough of the struggle. I just had enough of this struggle. So my parents, my parents too, they always struggled with their weight. So, um, were you always an athlete? Uh, when did I start in competitive sport? Yes. Not to that level, but I've always been a sporty, uh, child from gosh, from the age of eight. Uh-huh. I've been still competing to this day. So I think, you bring up a good point there that why did I get into the kind of lifestyle that I'm in? I think, and this is talked to my mom, ooh, I think a while ago about it. It, I think, comes down to at that time, gosh, how old I've been? 
I don't know, maybe like six, seven years old at that time. My mom went on a diet run by, um, what would it have been? The, uh, the base PT and, and lots of fitness challenges that went with it. And it's become, because of that change in probably the household way of eating, it's become a lifestyle. And that's what we eat like that to this day. Okay. Mm-hmm. People have asked me along my career from, well, from that young age to, or oh, what would I have been? Like my late 20s. What, how did, what did you eat as an athlete? It's not changed from from when I was seven years old, even till when I'm in my thirties now, and then that middle portion in between, it, the, the the quantity well the quantity has changed, but the actual um, makeup of the meals has been exactly the same thing. It's because I've got that baseline that I talked about earlier put in place. I've got that knowledge. Well, I have to eat this. Well, now I'm competing at a higher level. And get I'm, that from your mom, or I mean, your did you get that from your parents, your family? See, that's so good. That's so. It's, I think it's their them broadening their knowledge base. This is what you are. We're well, not told this is what you're going to eat, but a bit, just, I I was probably the complete opposite as a child. Whereas I I enjoyed my vegetables, so par- parents would ask mine. How do you get him to eat his vegetables? He likes it. I, so I don't always do it now, but sometimes I'll eat my vegetables before I eat my meat. Whereas there is that saying where you should, from a more a recovery standpoint, from a fitness perspective, you should eat the protein first. But it's like, well, I, I'm not fast. If it metabolizes a little bit slower. It'll be fine, right? I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not bodybuilding, so it's not the end of the world. Yeah, right. So, so that's that's really the essence for me. It's it's been more the families want the family wanting to probably become more knowledgeable, and it's thus aided me. Well, to, I won't say live a live, live a healthy lifestyle. I've probably lived a healthier lifestyle than I possibly could have. That's really cool because that's where it does. That's where it starts. That's all where it starts. Because <clears throat> I don't remember. I know my parents struggled with their weight, so we didn't have crap in the house. Like, we didn't – I would go over to my friends, they'd have chips and mm, junk and candy, and we never had that in our house. So we would always, like, want to go to our friend's house. So um, what happened, too, when if I had to go back, if we're, you know, doing this, is um, I was a gymnast. And I was very small, and this was a bad thing. And this is sort of where everything sort of culminated for me. It wasn't terrible, but it was one of those things that stuck in my head. I had a coach uh, say that I was chubby and that I maybe needed to lose weight. I think I was eight. And that was not good. And so that always stayed. That was what happened. And that always stayed with me. And so, excuse me. And I remember in middle school, like going on a diet, not eating as much. And then in high school, unfortunately, it all hit. And we were on a trip. Excuse me. <clears throat> and I decided, you know what? Um, I don't feel like eating. And I went down the eating disorders path. And I lost too much weight and had all of those anorexia, bulimia, and all of that through college and through my young adult years. And so where I think I've come from with this and with my business in Smash Fit, 
is it is it's not just about um, losing weight and it's not just about building muscle it's it's really about up in your head because I was for the longest time even after I outgrew all of like the eating crap that I was doing I never kind of felt settled in myself with how I you know what I looked and what I was doing because I felt like I need to starve myself in order to so when I finally figured out oh my gosh you can't eat like I had to figure this out myself. That's why it's really cool. Like you've had this sort of base, you know, that you can eat. And I always tell people you can eat a lot more healthy food. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, this very hard to overeat, you know, a grilled chicken salad, you know, especially my, my male, my male friends, very hard to overeat green beans, very hard to overeat. So when I finally learned that balance of food so that you didn't have to starve yourself and gosh, if you ate right, you could actually like make your body look, pretty darn awesome that was um that was a revelation for me that was i mean again it was a while ago now but it was in my adult years after i had my children i'm like wow this is incredible and i i you know you you just kind of want people to know that information how powerful um food is and it really has the ability and i i don't mean to be melodramatic about it it has the ability to change your life because you know this, and people who've done it, 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 it's not about changing your life and how you look at all, because it doesn't matter. It changes you in, in your confidence level, in knowing you can accomplish something, in feeling better, because the outside is attached to the inside. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are connected. So to say, well, it doesn't matter what your outside, it doesn't matter, matter, but it matters how you feel. So if your outsides and insides don't reflect each other, very hard to move about the world with your family or career or whatever. So that's where I always come from is, is teaching people how to eat the way it works for them, how to move the way it works for them so they can move in their world so that it works for them. I, you know, I see so many people, but so much, you know, who are so depressed, it stops all other avenues, all these other things. Cause they don't feel good about themselves. I don't feel confident. I don't want to join a gym cause I don't like the way and I'm like, okay, let's, let's open up all these pathways. That's why I find it like so powerful. We're talking about like food, but it is, or, or, or working out or going for a walk. But you and I who probably been doing this quite a bit, but I remember sort of my revelation of, wow, this change of being kind of frumpy mom to like, you know, and it was pretty incredible. And I'm like, if you told me, you know, even in my twenties that after I was a mother of two kids that I would go stand on a stage, paint myself really dark Brown, paste my bikini to my butt, stand up there and win. I'd laugh. And that's why that's the power of this food and exercise. thing. That's the mindset thing. So we need more people like you too. And, and, and you too with, this is the one, if I can ask you a question and forgive me for not knowing the answer to this, but you have an extra obstacle. So how do you move your brain? It's not really an obstacle for you, is it? Never. It's, it's yeah. that's the mindset in itself. I've never Other seen people, it. You know, it's um, neat, but. I think and I've discussed this with a few people on my show it's because probably as a society, we put, want to put people in boxes. So I'm very much, how would I word this? I have a different 
kind of person. I won't be so judgmental straight away because you, like you touched upon with people being obese. Well, that's a judgment. That's an assumption of somebody's problem straight away. It's like, well, they could have a number of factors as to why they're in that predicament. It's Absolutely. not they like food. It could be a number of issues. So you can't say, well, they're, they have become overweight because they like to eat too much food. It's like, well, that's a prejudice straight away. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Usually it's something really heavy and deep when people let themselves do that. So, but, so, you know, so for you, right, there's no, it, it just never was a thing. It sounds like you're really good parents too. You know, right? No, my parents would probably say you're quite adapt adaptable in the way of thinking. It's I think if I and I brought this up countless times, so I apologize to people who listen to it on a on a regular basis. But um, I think I would have been. I know it's an elementary school, and my mom saw me. I think about lunchtime or some kind of break period, uh, sitting on the side where all my friends were playing on the monkey bars but she could visualize me ticking it over in my brain. Well, how can I adapt this? Well, I would call it a simple task now uh, uh-huh. to be able to do it at that age. And I think within like, a couple of days, I was up there as well. So it's like I've always been of that requisite mentally to maybe a little bit less so now because if, if it doesn't need doing, uh, I, I won't do it because it was like, well, mm. <laughs> If it's a simpler way of doing it, yeah, I'll take that route. Whereas in the past, it's like, well, I want to be able to do that as well. Let's find find the task that will enable me to do it. So I think it's... But you have taken not a simple route. Just wanted to interject that. Well, I think think it's that it's been my... It's probably my skill set. I was like, well, I've always been adept at adapting something. So that's cool. I, I think and that helped me from a professional standpoint because I can relate. Well, I have to adapt things training-wise anyway. Not always. It'll depend. And, and even from the disability side of things, people ask, well, why do you squat without your leg? Because it's easier. It's, it's, right. it's not, 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 not so much just that, but it's because I have realized and probably by doing it with my prosthetic leg on, well, by using prosthetic, I don't get the full range anyway. So my able body side isn't getting the full benefit of the exercise. That's the only reason I do it. So people say, well, can I do it with my leg on? Depends on where the impairment is. Yeah. If you're baloney, I would advise it because you're going to get the benefit both ways and you're going to get that symmetry. Obviously, if you're above, sorry, like myself, it's going to depend where that amputation is on the range of movement. So you've got to compromise to a certain extent as mm-hmm. to where it goes. And I think I, I, I look at it because I've had it since my my birth. My birth I probably think outside of bo- out the outside of the box a little bit uh, in terms of multiple the multiple aspects of fitness because i've got the experience of life of having to deal with it so be it i don't know push-ups we'll 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 call the 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 well what people don't like the villain the burping i'll do it without my leg because it's less 
<laughs> it's an extra okay, a push up you've got the it's you've got the stability element, so you, your legs aren't actually a factor, but the burpee, if I can take extra weight out of the exercise, it helps. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I love that. See, and I nobody wants to <clears throat> label or put you in a box, but when you hear and again, when I also, I also don't want to label people as, well, they're just lazy because they're just making excuses. There are legitimate reasons in people's lives. They are unable, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> to combine everything. You know, if you are a single parent working a job with two kids, it's going to be hard to get to the gym. It, it really is. So nobody wants to judge. I think there's something you can do. But my the point is, is that... Um, I love that you do inspire because y you taken what is the norm for most people and said, I, I don't have a norm, but so, so it lets other people not make excuses for themselves. You know, the, the real excuses, not the other, not the other ones. So that's why when we see people who are like, yeah, whatever, I don't want to hear your stuff, that's, that's what's cool. That's, that's, you know, why really I wanted to talk to you. You know, you invited me here, but I love to hear your answers as well and how, you know, you mentally perceive things or other people. When you hear other people complain, do you have any other like, what do you think? Like, man, I just can't because I have this or whatever. Like, you know, they're like real excuses. What do you think when you hear people make excuses? Um, oh, I'd put it back to that mental one, that psychology, like psychological uh, question of, well, why do you want to do something? There you go. The, right. ball, the ball is now in your court. You know, you need to go in within yourself and question, well, on this case, like you, you, you point out, Heather, is why are you not doing it as opposed to why you should do it and say, well, that's true. It's, it's in your court now. Well, what can you improve to get you in a better frame of mind, uh, better state health, health wise. And it's not me saying you need to do this, 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 I'm putting some onus on you. So I think I've had, I've had a shift in mindset in terms of that. I think maybe, previously to that i would maybe be confrontational to that well c come on you need to do something about it. Right, right. now well, like you say it's it is your choice it is your life if you are happy right. in the state you are at that you, you shouldn't moan about it whereas maybe if you are in that kind of flux so to speak well obviously you want to change it right you yeah, are in charge of your destiny. Definitely more compassionate. Um, like, um, as time passes, when you see people struggle. So I always, you know, there is a way to make people, make you feel better. There is strategy to make people feel better, no matter really what you're going through. I mean, I'm not talking about the worst of the worst, but I know, you know, people who are struggling with all kinds of different things. I'm like, come on then, let's 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 take this one thing that you have control over because I too have had I, I've had also very sad, tragic things happen to me, lost people very close to me that I love. And um I kept going to the gym. 
And that for me, I mean, this is, you know, that's sort of after the mindset sets in and all of that. That was my zen. That was my escape because you walk, and this is what I always try to tell people. I'm a gym person only because um, I like to leave. I want to get out of my, I work from home. Um, I mean, I'll visit clients and things like that, but I, for the most part, I want to get out of the house. I want to get out of everything. When you walk in, when I walk in, everything is left behind. So no matter what difficult or tough thing was happening, I could walk through those doors and it was like meditation. It's like, what machine, what am I working today? What muscle, what is my goal? And everything else kind of went away. So I always try to help people kind of move through that and have how working out or whatever is not stressful. It's a stress reliever. It is your escape from the world. And um, I love when I see somebody where, they, where it just takes off. I've had a couple friends who really like went from like, I don't know what I'm going to do to running marathons. Love that. I love that. Seeing what you're capable of. So. And I wanted to get your opinion on this, Heather. Um, I've seen this recently on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember who posted it, but they posted about um, newspaper. I think it was the New York Times asking celebrities their opinion on whether kids should do uh, resistance training. But what I wanted to ask your opinion on was, should celebrities be given that kind of advice or should they leave that to us? They should leave that to us. (laughs) I think everybody's entitled to an opinion. So I try also not to be um, too judgmental of deep people. They're celebrities. I don't know them from Adam, okay? But if, if somebody is doing an interview and asking them about it, and they say, I like it, I, I, how am I, you know, they're being asked a question. Um, so I try also not to be judgmental. They're just people being asked questions. That said... Um, I would, in general, adhere to the, to the professionals. And, and in answer to that question, I actually do think that resistance training is fantastic for kids. I think it depends on what kind and what age, age appropriate. That doesn't mean lifting barbells. It can be push-ups and pull-ups and body weight resistance. It doesn't it can be bands. So I think, because I'll, I'll be honest here. So I, when my daughter was in elementary school, a few years ago, she was in elementary school and I went and I conducted a little class, you know, a little workout thing. And we started with our warm up, a little stretching and we did some jumping jacks and did a few things. I said, okay, let's everybody just, let's do five push-ups. Most of them couldn't do it. And I was kind of sad about that. And um, so I am for physically, giving the appreciation of how your body moves and building the strength and the enormous amount of power that comes from, from moving, you know, even beyond the food. So what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? Um, I think it comes back to that, um, Adel Adage that they're going to promote it. Okay. It, it, it probably is twofold because you could say it's lazy journalism because it's not that difficult now to ask a fitness professional that question right. be it with uh, the multitude of social media platforms there is. If we, it was put on Twitter. That's probably the easiest one of them all. Uh, so I think any number of 
you could probably ask you could probably get multiple opinions and and compare and contrast them and say well so 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 and so said this what is your opinion on that and and kind of get conflict not a conflicting argument but different a kind of different conversation struck up um in terms of it being asked of celebrity it's like well you are maybe asking them because we're in that kind of cultural environment they are very much influential around young people so you're going to get people to read that article a little bit more but at the end of the day unless they are what's the word i want uh kind of in in very much in touch with what is up to date in fitness what the advice they could be given is the wrong kind of stuff. And if you, if you follow that, you, you're... You know what burns me up more is when I see celebrities um, promoting unhealthy things like, you know, soda or Coke or Pepsi. I'm not a fan. It's fine. Just my opinion. But if you, you know, these are celebrities who have influences over all of these younger people and... I, it's just my personal opinion, don't like when they do like oh, that. I probably you know, could go a step like All these other things like records, all these other things they could sponsor and make money and do whatever. But, but don't sponsor fast food or things that are going to harm. <laughs> that's that's a pet peeve. This is one of my own pet peeves. I probably could go one step further than that, Heather. I was watching a program over here last night on... Oh, when children's what well, children's tv things go wrong and they had one with the flintstones in the 60s mm-hmm. and it was sponsored by a cigarette company right right cool yeah i don't i don't not a fan of that i can't remember i wish i could think of one i just saw where i'm like really you make a jillion dollars and this is where you choose to put your voice yeah i don't not a fan not a fan of that so but, well, you could, you could say the same one with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo with Herbalife. You're thinking, uh, is, is that in shape? Yeah, I highly doubt he's drinking that, but that's because I can put two, two, two and two together. That and not I'm not putting down the product or anything. You know, here's what I get. And here's, here's one, of the, one topic, too. So I get approached, and I want to know your thought, too. I get approached a lot about um, supplements. Selling supplements, will you write for my supplement blog? In fact, I have a lot of people, um, which is why part of the way I check, checked you out, people say, oh, will you contribute to my blog? And, and it sounds all great and good until you realize the blog is, for, is on a supplement, and so they're really trying to get you to promote their supplement company. So this is my personal opinion, and I'm not telling anybody how to think or feel. Oh, I'll, I'm telling you to think. Like, my thing would be to do your research and to think. I'm not telling you. But my belief, um, I took some supplements, nothing illegal, everything I would get from a, from a health store, okay? Because I, when I started all this, I never wanted to have to pay for my physique. My whole goal in getting into figure and fitness and everything was because I just wanted, in fact, here's my real goal. My goal before I started all this is I just wanted to look like I never had children. Now, my children are my absolute, they're the beat of my heart, okay? But I just want to look like I never had any kids. And so that, so that was it. And so I never wanted to have to pay 
or pay for yucky stuff or have weird side effects or worry in the future. So it was all health food stuff. That said, I don't know if it all really worked or not. And I, I eventually, I, I had sort of stomach, I, my stomach's a little more sensitive now and all of that. I don't know if it's from that. Anyway, I am not a fan of supplements. And so when normal people, I'm not talking about top level athletes who are now under doctors and, and, and high level trainers supervision, I'm talking about your, your, your general gym go goer, people who are trying to work out. I am not a big supplement person. I'm a food, 99% of what you need to get from food. Um, that said, like I have this extra egg white protein I use. I'm on the go. I'm hurrying. Didn't make my chicken, but I need. So I have it. It's a supplement. It's an add to, but 99% I eat the normal food. What are your thoughts on supplements? Um, I think it comes, like you say, it comes back to that knowledge. It's trying right. to gain as much info. So I, I'll, I, well, I probably use this as a resource myself be it i'm talking to the guests or the question i have well first of all a lot of them is for for my for my for my keepsake so i've got one coming out or it'll be coming out before this but um and we touched upon num numerous things with with supplementation and i asked the question of i can't remember what it is what supplement, like what a miss along the lines of what a probably over, um, not subscribe, but kind of rammed down your throat from a marketing standpoint. And, yes. he, and he delved upon, well, from a nutritionist, you should take this, this, this for what, depending on what your actual goal is. And these are probably what you don't need to take because they will be found in another product. But to answer your question, Heather, in terms of, for me, supplementation, I'd probably be agree it would come primarily from food to start with. And like you say, it is a supplement, so it's an addition. So it would be, for me, um, be vitamin C, uh, vitamin D, because I'm not lux don't have the luxury of you living in a nice uh, yeah. <laughs> warm state. Um, uh, Omega-3... And yes. sometimes a multivitamin, but it's reading into that and getting the right amount of the actual supplement itself. So it's, yeah, it's all well and good having a supplement, but do, do your due diligence and maybe look into yeah. it a little bit more and say, well, this product has this amount. Could I get a better, pay a little bit more and get a better sub, a product? See, you probably have all this too, and I'm just telling people to be very careful because, again, I'm not saying they all don't work. See, to me, vitamins and minerals are a little bit different, you know, because you can't kind of hurt yourself. You may have to do – some of them can be toxic if you overdo. I'm talking about – and, again, if you do this, I'm not judging anybody who's doing it. I'm saying be careful, or if you're, you're just getting ready to start a workout program or you're thinking about it, a lot of people think, well, I'm getting ready to work out. What do I need to buy? And I'm like, you need to buy nothing. Okay. Are you talking, you're talking from a standpoint um, from the beginning. Workout, um, night, uh, all these extra kind of, um, you know, you know, I, I, I'm not even, I don't even want to sort of name stuff, but I know a lot of people who will take pre-workout things. I had somebody write to me and they're like, oh, well, here's my pre-workout and it's got this, this, and of course I go and I look at the ingredients and it's got <laughs> like four or 500 milligrams of caffeine. I'm like, you are kidding me. 
and, and just for anybody who doesn't know, cup of coffee is 100 milligrams of caffeine. So you're telling me you're pouring five cups of coffee and you want me to promote this so somebody can have a heart attack. <laughs> it's that kind of stuff to be wary of and to be careful of and that your general normal person trying to get doesn't need a lot of extra things. I know that my endurance running friends will have things on their run. And so I'm not talking, I'm just saying, you know, being smart and, and not believing all the, the hype on the front of these packages and supplements. Well, I'm, I'm actually one, I'm trying to think trainer wise, when I used to work in a gym, I think I was one of the very few that didn't have a pre-workout. I've never done a pre-workout. I never really needed to do that. I won't have a heart attack. Well, I think it comes back to the, 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 um, the, for me, it's the mindset. If I'm, if I'm not in the right frame of mind to do it, it, it I could either say it's going to be a bad workout or put, push through it and try and make it the best I can or do it at a later time that I'm in a better mood or if I'm in a, 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 good, a good, good frame of mind just get on with it and, and things like that. Whereas, like you say, it's caffeine. Well, you could you could just have a cup of, cup of, uh, cup of coffee. Exactly. Um, well, well, they put a lot they, of other they stuff. They have a soda because that's got sugar in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd be uh, give yourself a massive hyper and then your workout's going to be bad because you, you've now, now hit, gone, kind of come off that... Uh, that high. Right. And you put a bunch of kind of junky stuff. Like you're, that's just me. Again, most of my people, my people I work with, you might work with maybe athletes or pre Most of the people I know are trying to lose or small or tighten. And so I'm like, you don't need all of this added crud, you know? So anyway, I, I just want people to be smart. I think that you have to do what works for them. And so I never really want to judge. And I certainly have people like, well, this you were talking about a different company if that works for you and you're happy and you can afford it and it's safe who am I to say but if you were going to come to me and ask me what I think and what I would do then I'm going to tell you you know what I mean it kind of comes down to to that but I think I'm a similar mindset because coming from that athletic background and I think companies are slowly starting to come to me because I guess because the name's getting out there slowly. It's like, well, no, if it's not batch tested and, and been uh, ratified by the sporting authorities, no chance because I'm not going to say to an athlete, take this product and I don't know what like what's in it. Uh, and I'm not going to wreck somebody's career because for the for the mo- for extra money in my pocket it's like no it's not worth i've i've obviously been well, i won't say fortunate i've been lucky enough that i've had a clean career i want to be able to okay it's a misfortune of somebody else that i am probably straight and narrow but yeah. you're trying to keep that same integrity for the next the next loss like well it's always gonna because we would in terms of anti-doping it all happens back to that story of let's see what games would that have been I think Salt Lake City I think it's 2002 because he took a different VIX inhaler oh, okay. cold uh-huh. and it was one ingredient different from what it is over here to what it is in the US obviously that's a medal because of that and that's I'm assuming to this day that'll be it'll be talked talk to every athlete coming up 
Well, wow. You need to, well, if you're going to take any medication, one, mm-hmm. make sure it's clean and bring, and bring it from home. And right. <laughs> the same every, every country around the world. If yeah. it, it's got no banned substance in it, take enough that you need to when you're competing and you should be fine. And then you can write in, if you do have to do a doping test, this is what I've taken, here you go. Even if it's, oh, some mind being uh, anti-inflammatory, like ibuprofen, paracetamol, you still got to put it on the forms. So. Mm-hmm. Here you go. This, yeah, yeah. this isn't going to come back negative because it's, it's uh, over-the-counter pharmaceutical drugs. So, and, and, and I think it comes back to that. So in terms of supplementation, Oh, the only thing I could think of would be uh, whey protein and things like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's got to be batch tested. And, and, I, and on my website, that's the ones yeah. I'll promote. It's like, okay, I know this. I've done my research and I've taken some off because like, well, uh, there's too much sugar in that. You can take a better, substance, uh, a better substitute. But that's me going back and – because I've got it in the house – Okay. I'm with you on all of that. Too I think there are some good ones, but yeah, we're. But, but I think it's it's it, it is teaching people. Well, you've got your own mind. Mm-hmm. Read read the back of the packaging. Obviously, most of it will be not in English, but <laughs> if there's a word that you don't know, exactly, you ask somebody that's more knowledgeable than yourself. Can you explain to me what this word is? No, and if I don't know, obviously don't take it. Well, and not only that, but I don't need to tell you, but I, if I don't know what something is, I mean, I Google it. If I'm not sure about a product, reviews of whatever, and you know, when you go, ah, oh, stomach problems, you know, it's like a whole range of things. But just a lot of times when I was first learning about this, I would just um, Google the supplements and find out what is the purpose. Most of them will say not tested uh, or, you know, something along the lines of the results are not conclusive. And I'm like, then what am I, why? So anyway, a lot of it, at least in, in the realm that I was doing that, it was hearsay. It was just what was passed out. You know, it was things like um, vitamin E, chromium picolate. It was like things like that, that, you know, when I even look up that stuff now, it's, it's very vague, you know, the whatever comes out is very vague or whether there's actual. So I'd rather not. And, and just so that people know, you can achieve amazing goals, get into super shape, run marathons without taking anything. Just so you know, you don't need to, don't let the, the companies make you feel like, oh, I have to have this in order to hit my goals. That's all. That's the only thing I like people to know. Because I get asked all the time, what should I take? And I'm like, food. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's, that's where it that's where it originally come from. It's, it's yeah. from, it's from a natural... Okay, it's not as um, nutritionally dense as it once was. Right. But that's our own fault. And that's a different topic right. altogether. Yeah. And obviously, it's going from that and now probably increasing that dosage that you're taking be it uh, um i think the the topic of of, of now is it's gone from 
what was your five a day to you want to look at being having 10 times a day. Okay, for, for some people that's probably, oh, that's far too much, I'm not going to bother now. Whereas, so that may be a case where you're going to have to probably supplement there because you are not judge, judging there, but you aren't willing to increase your dosage. Okay, in all honesty, it's probably nothing really because it's coming down to a portion size. Well, in most most fruit and veg, and if we use spinach, is probably a good example of this. Well, what it is when it's uncooked to when it's cooked is massive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so interesting. It's really interesting. I just try to get my, my clients started on the beginner level. Let's just eat anything that is green without any additives. You know, the whole, you probably have it there too, the whole perimeter of the supermarket. It's the in, inner stuff of things that are in boxes and crinkly bags, usually, unless it's like, you know, lettuce. Usually aren't. So that's how I try to train people at the beginning. So <clears throat> it's a powerful thing. I find the food thing the most powerful. I didn't even realize it myself. And and the working out part is usually fun. You usually get people to stick with that. It's the food part. But when they do, when that clicks in and they figure out how to, you know, balance out so they can have an Joy, and I don't even call it a cheat meal. They're treats. You are allowed to eat. You are allowed to have food joy. You just need to know how to balance it so that you can also have the body that you want, the health that you want, the fitness that you want, so you don't wreck your energy and your mood. So, you know, whenever I have people, they'll come back and they'll say, but, but, but. I'm like, no, I'm not telling you not to. But, you know, again, people who come to me are struggling. So let's find the balance of that. If the, if the, uh, the negative stuff is too high, Without the positive, you know, the good, good for you food, when you kind of find that balance of this is the good stuff and here's, the, it's life changing. I, I just absolutely find it incredible. So. <clears throat> and my last question for you, Heather, before we wrap up the episode, if you had to summarize what we've talked about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Okay, so we're talking mindset. Okay, it might be two sentences. We're talking mindset. And what I've summed up is you need to you need to be smart. Find your internal motivation. You have to decide in your head that I'm tired of where I was, where I am, and I want to do whatever it takes to move forward. I'm not going to waste any more time doing it wrong and looking for quick fixes. I want to take my energy and stop all of this clutter and figure out what my answers are. So I love, so even though it's many sentences, the mindset of moving forward and talking about the strategies to try to get there. That's how I see our conversation went. I love, fantastic, great time talking to you. So thanks for your insight, Heather. And thanks for coming on the Mindset Game podcast. Thank you, James. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Likewise. And before I forget, I would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to leave a short review as it helps to get the podcast more notoriety and it will be more visible in future to others and thus helping more people, which my guests and I are all about. 
Once again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.